What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D with Ryden and Dennis. We are actually recording together. Ryden came up on this nice Monday evening. We're going to try to record side by side here. So we got some beers to crack and we've got a great set of topics to get into. So without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. listening because this is a podcast and we don't have video um he's got the mic on his shoulder the radio yeah the radio so he'd lean over and talk out a corner of his mouth like this hey we got a, a 729 and <laughs> that's how he talked in person over the years he would talk out of the side of his mouth when he was looking right at you oh jeez it finally just it just grew on him like that, so I, I thought of that, trying to look out of the side here, talk to you. I can get that, though. I can see that. Oh, yeah, 25, 30 years in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to the HVAC R&D Podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us this lovely Monday evening up here in the uh, beautiful little small, quaint city of Valdez, North Carolina. And uh, while we're loving this nice little rural community, how much are you loving this HVAC R&D trade crew community? Wherever you're streaming us, listening to us, whether it be Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple Music, depends. You know, got all the Apple people over here like Dennis, uh, even though he's more of a Spotify guy. But wherever you're listening to us, please like us, rate us, follow us, leave us a review. Hopefully it's a good one. Share us to your friends and your trade crew. Also, you know, if you guys are interested in working with us, if you're interested in being a sponsor or sponsoring just a one-off show, please contact us through our website, hvacrnd.com, which, you know, we have this beautiful website thanks to our other platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing. Thank you so much again to them, as always, for putting all that stuff together for us. If you're following us on social media, you can see those ones are continuing to keep ticking up. Um, Instagram had some good growth this past week. Dennis and I were on a little trip, so that was cool. We'll talk more about that in the coming weeks, but right now it's still a little bit of hush-hush, but we'll give you some teasers as we can. But please make sure to follow us on social media at hvac.rnd on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find us as the HVAC R&D Podcast on LinkedIn, Facebook, and TradeHounds. 
As always, go check out HVACRD.com. Join the mailing list at the bottom of the page and check out the Vendor Hub where you can get some great information for Keystone Sales and Associates, One Thing Marketing, as well as some deals and steals from BetterHelp, Chirp, and Service Titan. For anything else, please check either the events list or the link tree in the bios of all of our social media. So, whew, man, I'm tired. God, you crushed that. I need a break now. <laughs> can, I have, can I please have a beer? Yep. Well, give me a second. I forgot to mention, we are powered here at HVAC R&D by Keystone Sales and Associates. Good job. Yeah, usually drop them in the front there. Yep, Keystone Sales and Associates is a big sponsor of ours. They are our first platinum sponsor. I do work for Keystone Sales. They are a premier PHVAC manufacturer's rep from South Carolina all the way up to where we cover the whole East Coast. We go all the way up. It just depends on what product we rep as to what states we're in there but uh yeah go check them out especially if you're out there as a distributor which we are going to get into all of that side of the industry tonight but before we can do any of that we got to see what we're drinking on here absolutely you know i wouldn't have had riding over at the house here if i didn't have his uh, his go-to beer so uh i'm looking at it but i'll let him tell you what you're drinking (laughs) well Let's see how this sounds down here. Oh, very nice. There you very go. Nice. What you got there, oh, bud? That is a good old-fashioned hitchhiker. Hitchhiker. Because I hitchhiked my way all the way up to Valdez and <laughs> my new ride. <laughs> Ryan's got a new car. He had, I feel like I talked to him. He had new car fever for about 14 hours, <laughs> and then he had a new car. I was like, damn. All right, well, let's we, get it going. Yeah, <laughs> we've been talking about it for a, a good bit. I was trying to hold off if I could through Christmas because I haven't, I haven't bought myself a new new car that truly was what I wanted to buy as a new car since uh, my parents pissed me off and I pissed them off back in 2007. <laughs> Man, uh, I wish I'd have got a new car every time I pissed my parents so, off. So, <laughs> so any, yeah. Well, hey, yeah, Dennis, go ahead and crack that thing. We'll tell the story. All right. All right. Since I got riding in the house, of course, I got a Modelo as well. I do have fridge full of Modellos all the time, so let's get it going. Hitchhiker. Oh, that's loud on there. I'll tone that down for you guys. <laughs> I don't know why I have to. We got new mics. I don't have to get it so close, so. That's usually right. my problem. Right. <laughs> right. I know. So... I yeah, had, a little catch-up. What, what have we been getting say, into? Well, here, I was going to tell you the, the pissed-off parents story. Oh, yeah. Let's, all right. So, I had had a Jeep right when I was going to college, and I think like my second week of school, I came home, and the front end of it collapsed going up the driveway. Like, Well, yeah, that driveway yeah, is... Done. She her- was done. Horrendous, anyway. So, we went looking. We found a used 2003 Xterra. Got that. Had a blast in that thing for several years. And it was getting close to 100,000 miles. And I mean, I was working full time. I was paying for school, but I kind of, you know, at the rate it was going, I was like, you know, I don't really want to keep running this thing straight out of warranty, still being in school and everything else. So I went back to the same dealership I bought it from, was looking at a couple of different things. And then I went home. And I talked to 
to mom and dad, and I was telling them kind of where my head was at, and they said, you know, this really just, it's really not a good time to be doing something like that, you know, just try to wait a little bit and see what happens. I said, okay, you know, you guys are right, I'll see what happens. So I came home the next weekend, and my mom had a brand new Explorer. And I was like, oh, nice. it's, it's such a bad time to be doing this. Hmm. And I just, I was young and full of piss and vinegar. And I was like, you know what, screw it. I'll just go get my car anyway. So I, I literally left the house and drove to Hendersonville, went and bought that other car and traded my. my <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I rolled back home in that thing a couple of days later. Like, oh, and I was like, I mean, you know, what's good for y'all is good for me. Right. I was, I was a straight asshole. Sorry, mom and dad, um, but I did. And you know your dad listens to the show. Yeah, he does. And that was true. I mean, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. It was. It was a. Ryan's getting a phone call tomorrow. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but no, it was just one of those things. You know, you do stupid stuff like that when you're young. Oh yeah, yeah. We all got the stories of our cars growing yeah. up. The hand me downs. My kids are getting hand me downs until they. They want better, and then they can go get it. You know, I'm gonna keep them in a reliable car, cause that's my job. But as a parent, but uh, yeah, I look back at the cars my parents give me, and the reliable part, I don't know, it's questionable. <laughs> I'm like, I'm stoked I got this car, cause I got freedom and I can go. And then I'm like, man, can I really drive to Florida in this? I don't think so. It's not a good plan. Yeah, we made some. Me and the band made some trips in that '92 Explorer, and then we had a. <laughs> Dad helped us get a. Uh, was that an Eddie Bauer? Explorer? It was. Oh god! It was with a tape deck. I was rolling. Oh yeah, um, tape deck, CD player, forty-five, eight track. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, we had a. Uh, me and the band I was in, we had like a '93 Econoline conversion van, and oh. then we unbolted the bed out of the back of it so that we could load all our instruments in the back. <laughs> that didn't look creepy at all. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I remember driving that thing up 26, going to Johnson City, and I did not think we were making it. No, the <laughs> the best band vehicle has still got to be the Astro Van. Oh, the Astro Van's great. Do they still make those? <laughs> I don't think they do. No. I see them every once in a while on the road, though. So, yeah, we're, we're kind of in a little band mindset, right? We're down here in the basement. Behind me, I got some drums, guitars everywhere. Yep. We get off this uh off this show here, we may start working on our new intro song. I know, we've gotta get it get it figured out. It's already almost November, which is insane. I know. Usually it just kinda comes to me. Um any new listeners to the show, the music you hear, we we create all that. That's me and Corey on the drums and the bass. So the intro songs is all us. The system you hear in the background, that's a goodman starting up and running i had that at my last uh house so it's still such a good sound bite can't put a uh can't put a bosch on there no you can't hear it you can't hear it huh. yep there's your little silent plug there <laughs> literally all right <laughs> literally yeah literally silent plug all right so yeah we're back to recording again what have we been getting into a little catch up um let's see so we did just have our trip to Chicago. Like we said, we can't talk about a lot of that, but that was it was a good trip. It was a really good trip. Um, I think that's the most time you and I've gotten to spend together in a while. Well, yeah. I mean, we're yep. We work. I mean, we're 
we kind of work together, but we don't, right? Riding's yeah. in distribution, outside sales, and I'm in a manufacturer's rep. So we do work together a lot, and then we don't. So we, we might go a week or so at a time, and the only time we talk is on this podcast. <laughs> Seems like. it's It feels that way some days. That or it's text messages back and forth for half yep. the day. But most of it ends up being work questions half the time. It's not always as personal as we'd like it to be sometimes. So I don't know if it's the just that generation. So I'll text my dad at least every day. Um, yeah, if not a couple times a day. If I don't call him, he ain't heard from me. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Have full conversations with him on a text message. Wednesday comes around, I'll call him. Yeah, I hadn't heard from you. I didn't know if he was mad at me or something. I'm like, <laughs> I just texted you yesterday. Yeah, no, not mad. Dad. He's like, oh yeah, well yeah, but I hadn't heard from you. I'm like, no, no, that's the same thing. Jeez. No, that's that generation though. So, but yeah. So what do you got? You got some inventory coming up. It's that time for yep. distribution. Yep, it is inventory week. Um, starting some pre-counts going through kind of the early part of the week but then we're all hands on deck friday to get it done um so we're going to talk about that on this show like we're on that side we've been on that side i come from the field then went to distribution Ryan did the same thing he just got a call from a contractor a while ago, and Ryan's like, you know, we're closed on Friday for inventory, and the contractor was like, what? What the heck? So I know we got a lot of contractors on the show, and we want to kind of kind of let you know how the, some of that works, right? We have the ability to tell you that yep. um, on this show. There's no secrets out there, but I feel like when I was in the field, nobody told me how all that worked. No, and they like, don't. Why are y'all closed? What no, what is what do you mean inventory? Just go out there and count the capacitors and let's be done with it. Yeah, it's not that simple. <laughs> not, I wish it were. I wish it were, but it is not that simple. So um, yeah, we'll get into that for sure. You got some you picked up some new customers? Yep. Uh picking up a little bit more additional customer base. So got some uh some positive growing pains. Um we're kind of at that, and, and we, you know, that's another thing you can touch on. You know, there's those points where you're on that tipping point of, you know, when do you know you got to buy another truck? When do you know you've got to try to hire other people? Because as you take on business, you've also got to be able to have, you know, the backing to buy and hire the people you need to support the business you're taking on. So a lot of that is, I think there's a lot more. I guess I would say there's a lot more short-term expenses on one side where there's a lot more long-term expenses on the other. And I think that's sometimes where you have a lot of button heads between the different sides and levels of, you know, the manufacturers down chain because certain sides have to deal with one type of rules. The other person has to figure out how to live in between, which is where you and I are, the manufacturer's reps and the distributors or, you know, the in-between ground between manufacturer to contractor. So, yeah, we'll dig into some of that. But yeah, inventory's coming up. Working on uh, kind of developing plans going into 2024 as we continue to grow, especially as we're kind of growing into other markets. It's really, a lot of it is really figuring out 
you know, the plans and the strategies for those new branches as they open up because not every branch is going to open the same way or have the same kind of path to market. So sometimes you got to do things a little bit outside the box. Well, it's funny you say that when, when you're talking, you're like, yeah, we got to, do we put funds here? Do we put funds there to grow this? It People, when they're hearing you say that, it, it's, it sounds like every single business. And it is. And it is. Right. I think when contractors walk into a showroom or a supply house, they just know, look, these people are they are just printing money here. Can you just get me some stuff here? I'm a contractor. Y'all are a manufacturer. Y'all sell train here or carrier, and you're just giant. And it's not. It's not like that. Nope. I mean, when Ryden went over to Insight Partners um, to start the wholesale side, they're starting a wholesale side. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, there was, they're there was starting a new... Here, a lot of new stuff to happen. Yeah. The, the Insight side is giant, right? But the other side in different markets, it's not. So um, it takes money to make money. I mean, it's just like you... Do we get another truck? Do we hire another service guy? I don't know. Should we? Do we need another install team? We hire two more guys. It's the fall. Maybe we won't have enough work. It's the same thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into all that. Um, as far as me, I've got some cool stuff coming up for Instagram. I've got training coming up Wednesday. Actually, it's on Thursday. I'm going to Virginia. I don't know for some reason I thought it was was uh, last week for some reason I don't know why. Yeah, I no, I've been all over the place. So there is a uh, I don't know if you're up in the Virginia area and you uh, I think it's a Jim Air training. Sorry, Ryden. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I know people there. I think it's a Jim Air training in Virginia. Uh, some Bosch training full install service training i'm going to be doing i'm hearing there's 55 signed up solid might be the biggest class i've ever done i'm pretty pumped about that actually speaking actually well i have a mic you think i'll have a mic a little lapel mic i don't know <laughs> i could borrow tony's <laughs> little pa system yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah, it's a big training coming up i was gonna say um i completely forgot to bring him up here do we want to do it on a reel, or do you want to talk about it on here about putting the uh, on the package unit? Oh yeah, we'll do. It. We'll make a reel. Okay. I gotta make sure that's a. We're gonna, gonna make sure that's a cool thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I gotta make sure. I gotta run that by the boss. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I've got I've got some running systems that I drag into training. I got a package unit. I got a twenty sear, and I want to stick some contractor stickers on this package unit. So whoever's been to training they got a sticker let's slap it on there right i don't know it seems like a that that packaging is begging for stickers yes it is it's a giant flat top yes, it is. begging yes, for stickers. It is. um so yeah i got that coming up thursday big class um it's only four hours from here which it's not that That's bad not terrible i was thinking i was what's because what does it take you uh, like 40 all the way across to raleigh and up or do you I go so. up okay yeah. i haven't looked but yeah so I'll be going and grabbing a hotel and doing some training on that. Starts at 8. Um, and then, so, 
Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about your high school nickname that yeah, I learned today. My high school nickname. So me and Ryan went to lunch today <laughs> and uh, was talking, you know, about some new products in uh, Keystone's got that Insight Mike could bring in to help him out. And uh, this little pizza place we were at had a draft list, draft beer list. And uh, the first beer on there was Blowing Rock Big Chocolate. And I said, nope, not having that. So the waitress come up and she said, you don't want a big chocolate? And I said, actually, that was my nickname in high school. (laughs) (laughs) And she was not prepared for that. (laughs) So my brother-in-law, I think I maybe have talked about him on the show before. That's his go-to. I don't care what you say. If it's something funny, he's like, oh, that was my nickname in high school. You know? I mean, it doesn't matter what you're talking about, and it, it just it just hit me, and I was like, yeah, that was my nickname in high school, and I thought Ryden was going to crawl under the table. <laughs> she was, uh, what do you think? She was, was she even in her 30s? No. Yeah. Yeah. You she, think so? I'd say, I'd say mid-30s. She looked at me like, like seriously? What? She goes, okay, Wait a minute. that was really awkward. Um, what Have you decided <laughs> what you're going to be eating today? And I'm like, not a big chocolate. You don't think you're not a big chocolate fan? <laughs> no. Big chocolate. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. That's what I do sometimes. It's all right. Oh, that was the perfect time to that say. It was that. great timing, but it <laughs> she <laughs> so unexpected. She was not red. ready. She turned red immediately. <laughs> right. Mash her hair. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, let's get into the dark side of the industry the dark is. side well so i'm just kidding it's not what I, we're calling it we're we do pick up new listeners all the time and we're bad about well i feel like on this show we roll into stuff week to week like you've been listening since day one right yep that's tough on a podcast yep you know go catch up but if you're new here you know we are on the other side of the industry but we have done I've done all aspects of this industry, yep. but we started this podcast to give back to the guys in the field, give them a little info on what it's like on the other side, right? That's it. Um, and I think it's time to circle back around. No, I agree. Circle and, back. And there's a lot of times that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that's why you have to stay caught up. You can laugh at <laughs> circle back. No, there's, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions from the contractor's point of view of the manufacturer. I think there's, I also think depending on your background, there's also a lot of misconception of what the contractor's day-to-day is on the distribution side if, you know, that person never was in a truck or never under a house. Um, You know, Dennis and I are both are, say lucky enough is that the way to put that um sure (laughs) i don't know if that's the right term for it right um you know i was born i would say so actually yeah i would say so because we were brought up with with a a blue collar work ethic and you know we we do our best to apply that same work ethic to this side of the business just like we did on the other which i think in a lot of ways is what makes us what makes you different that's what sets you apart from from distribution to distribution is you got to have people that are that are dedicated to 
taking care of customers. And, you know, when I got into sales, the reason I wanted to do this was because I knew what it was like being a contractor that didn't have good sales guys. Um, you know, Dad and I were, I mean, legitimately, we weren't exactly the easiest trip to go see. No. But, you know, that phone does travel to Bryson City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a telegram. It was a phone. So, you know, you could also pick up the phone and just, just touch base. Wasn't a telegram? Nope, no telegram. Yeah, Actually, it rode in on the Pony I Express. the bet there. <laughs> rode in on the Pony Express. Right. <laughs> oh, wait. I just heard the train whistle. Let me go down and get the mail for the month. I'll be back. Can uh, you send me some heat bumps on Tweetsie Railroad? Send them. <laughs> <laughs> You throw <laughs> that. I will say that throw a is, couple line sets on there. That is one shipping method that I don't know if I have utilized in this industry, but I probably have without knowing it at Train. some point. Yeah, I still hear one around here. Isn't that crazy? How that you? I don't think we can get away from that. No, no. I don't want to. In no. a way, I like trains. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're gonna. <clears throat> of course, on <laughs> on my side, yeah, on my side, <laughs> coming from the, you know. I've always been in construction my whole life, but then went back, went on this trade, went to school for this trade, and uh, best thing I've ever done for sure. It's definitely the king of trades. We do want to get some plumbers and electricians on this show and and battle that. Like, yep. Let's, and we've, uh, and we've uh, do a little battle. We've there. extended invites to several, but nobody's biting. I mean, back. our our. Our name is HVAC R&D, so... True, but, you know, that's it's because it's research and development, and we're researching our <laughs> our fellow trades in order to develop a better... What is it? A better thesis as to why we are the king. There right? you go. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah, well, let's get into, you know, I, I... I soon, you know, got out of the field and went to work for a distributor where I delivered a little bit. I did start there as technical support for the brand that we sold, which was Rude, Gree, Fujitsu, whatever we brought in, I had to know. Yep. And I think that's a big misconception out there too, right? Like That's a very big misconception. Um, we brought in a product. Hey, we're going to bring in this general air, yada, yada. Well, I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a call on that, and I got to know it from front to back. Yep. At least that's the way my my brain works. And that's and that's the way that when I envision a true, if you were gonna be a true technical support person for a distributor in a branch or in a certain area, you should have a working knowledge of everything in the book and I on know, the shelf. Yeah, everything on the shelf. Just the same way they would expect that from me as a sales guy. Um, you know, it's my job to know every product we got so that when I run into situations, I can provide customers with the best potential right. solution possible. And in the same thing, you know, if someone calls Dennis, that's one of our customers at that time, when because that was when he and I worked together was when he was a tech rep in distribution. You know, if one of my guys called him, they're expecting him to have the technical base knowledge, whereas I have the, you know, Q&A nuts and bolts answers for for that piece of product on one side Dennis is the tech side of that and that was I think what allowed Dennis and I to work really well together is that he and I both knew that we had the same ideology on how that worked I think that made things a lot more streamlined because it's not always that way well and not just because you're you know my co-host here but riding as an outside sales guy 
coming from, well, his dad's still in the field. Whatever Ryden's selling as a sales guy, he needs to know as far as he can. You know, if a guy says, hey, man, I don't have 24 volts on this thing, and he's calling Ryden, Ryden's going to be like, look, I mean, I can tell you a couple things, but you might want to reach out to this guy or this guy. But how wide is it? How much does it cost? What's the sear rating is it get paired up with this and this and this? Yep. You got to know. Yep. And there's a lot to know there. <laughs> there's a lot. There's so much more there to know than people even realize. If your sales guy is telling you where to go look it up, it's probably not a good sign. Well, now I think he should. Now, be careful how you say that, because there, because there's times when, you know, if someone calls me and they're like, "Hey, you know, where do I look?" and I'm like, "I'm driving." Well, no, like, I'm not talking you know, about that. No, I'm talking but about I'm, they but just I'm don't saying, know. Yeah, like, <laughs> or they just don't know. I'm like, look, you can go here. I can send you. Say, like, I'll send you the link that gets you to, you know, Bosch is a perfect one. This gets you to Bosch Home Comfort. Click here, get your products. Click here, get your IDS. Once you scroll to the bottom, you can get all your technical data and spec sheets all right there. Right. Um, you know, if it was. ADP product. Go to adpnow.com, yada, 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 yada. Go down through all those things. Um, so it's... That's a good point. Yeah, I know. mean, I'll have contractors say, hey, what ha, what's the uh, vertical rise on a 3.8, 5.8, on a 2-ton at 40 feet total length? You think I memorized that? No. No. But I can tell you it's but, on page 14. You know what I do <laughs> is I go to it real quick because... Typically, I'm in a better position, right, to look that up than he is. That's the way I look yep. at it. Um, that's my job. So I'm going to screenshot it and send it to him and circle it with my finger on the phone. You know how far that goes with a contractor. He's oh, just yeah, like, it's massive. all right, I'm good. And then he's then, I, then what I'll do is I'll usually say, well, here's the actual link to the whole thing or the book. Give it a read. Yeah. <laughs> right? RTFM. I know that flies around this industry, but. Yeah, hey, here's the here's the actual book. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know I could find that there. I'm like, yeah, here you go. Here it is. Um, me telling a contractor that's in the field to familiarize himself with the website. I've been the contractor. That's tough to say that. Yeah. Right? Should they? Sure. Right, but that's why we're here. That's right. So that being said, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> 1740 <laughs> what was that we we you know in chicago we did we yeah, talked we, to some we younger so so i think what did we put out the 1743 was the uh when benjamin franklin invented the franklin furnace also known as the franklin stove yeah and that technically seems like it really was you know the first this consumer is built, yeah, based the first consumer based yeah system to heat a single individual home or situation now yes there have been fireplaces in houses forever <laughs> there were fireplaces and whatever forever but this was you know a centralized thing for that purpose yeah so right wrong or indifferent another little it was snippet, a great place yeah. to start we talked there. to some kids in chicago Let's we did that so kids in the hvac program and we started with that and if any of them had a gun, they would have shot us right there in the front of the class. That's probably the truth. <laughs> and I think... Hey, it's got to start somewhere, though, it to does. give them a base. Well, and, and talking about giving them a base, you know, one of the things as we were starting that conversation, we really wanted to be able to kind of show them 
like, all right, so we went from here, and then the next item on the list was like 160 years later. Yeah. So until, you know, there's this huge gap. Carrier. You know, this huge gap of technology in between there, you know, to where we really get to, like, the next phase. Um, and then it gets, and then, I noticed you know, it got and closer, it and closer, closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. And it's because, you know, we're hitting this, this crazy rapid progression in this industry right now between um, efficiency changes, government, reg- well, and all of it's government regulated, but efficiency changes, refrigerant changes, um, code changes, all kinds of things. And they're just hitting just one after another, after another, after another, after another. It used to go, you know, you'd go two decades without a change, and then you went a decade without a change. Eight years was the quickest. You know, now we're hitting yeah. three and five years on almost everything. Right. So it's so, a lot. So like I said, this show, we're going to talk about the different levels and what what's actually a little behind the scenes you know for you guys um we got to start with manufacturing right like and i kind of just want to hit on all the heartburns yeah um me and ryan are both big tom's guys right (laughs) that's the truth (laughs) uh but yeah no hit on the heartburns that you don't realize are out there um I didn't realize they were out there till I got on this side, so shedding a little light. So manufacturing, some of the things they battle, right? Um, government regulations. I know 454B, R32, we got the refrigerant change. That is here, guys. Like, yeah. That's here. I start with all my training classes talking about it. You know, over here at HVAC R&D, we say evolve or dissolve. I usually start my training classes with, if you're about to retire, it's a fantastic time. Everybody laughs, and then I see one guy out there, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I want a guy to get up in the class and walk out. (laughs) Um, So this is what – now, as a contractor – we see we go by we pick up this product we braze it in and we're like you know this is where we're at that's kind of the only connection we have but um if there's multiple things out there you can read about how each manufacturer and each brand is battling with government regulations that they can't they can't get their product to fit with that refrigerant Yep. It can't get sear with that refrigerant. It can't yep. hit 14.3 with that motor. So they got to circle back. Now, I know yep. that sounds like not your problem, but it's going to affect you. Yep. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, Ryan, you can shed a little light on this. Have y'all been told when you can... It You're going to... On the distributor level where Ryan's at, at some point, they're whatever's in their warehouse that's got 410a in it it's got to go yeah like so, or it's a paperweight my guess my guess middle is of next year middle of next year manufacturers are going to start which well and i was just in florida and we had we had a long i would say we had about 45 minutes of discussion about that with florida heat pump um because they've got so many lines but once once you change that line over it's changed over for good. Oh, this is not a yeah. sell through. So, yeah, it's not a sell through. Well, well, and there there probably Maybe. will be a sell through. I would say, you know, if it was manufactured before the change, then 
my guess is they'll be allowed to sell it. I've heard no sell through. But there but there may be no sell through. Well because because if they say sell through then people may triple order. Yeah, double people order. double triple order or you know the manufacturer might know. stack them up. But I will also say if you know the manufacturer's looking for time to do that then guess what? The only way they can stay in business in order to change lines over and have the time to do that is they got to stack up some inventory so they have time to do it or their lead times just go through the roof and they already suck enough already. Well, we've been dealing with that for years. Lead time's a good one, right? Once again, whatever brand you're putting in as a contractor currently, that brand may not have built their equipment around the new refrigerant yet. Yep. Some brands rip the Band-Aid off. Um, you know, Bosch was ready. Ream just recently ripped their Band-Aid off and redid their product getting ready. Yep. Some brands did not. They're going to wait. So it's going to be a cluster. That's going to be a cl- You know, are they working on it at the factory right now? Sure. I'm sure they are. They got to be. They got to be. They have to be. Um, because even their high sear, that's what people don't understand. Even a high sear product is not ready for the new refrigerant piping wise nope tubing uh reversing valves um evs txv internal sensors we talked about that sensors you know they're not ready so that product has to be redone i don't care what sear it is like get sear out of your head altogether um so going to market with that like it's gonna be yeah. It's, it's gonna, gonna be it's gonna it, be we're coming up. We're coming in hot. Yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting <laughs> path to market. So, like I was saying with with FHP, for example, once they change the line over, it's changed. So there's gonna be certain products in their lineup that they may have to they may switch those things over in July, and it's just gonna be the new refrigerant going forward. Um, you know, and I there's still gonna have, need to be some training on. Yeah, that. there's gonna need to be some training <laughs> on it. You know, and additionally, and I've said this on here. Um, you know, I've said this to contractors recently, and they're like, seriously, there's a refrigerant change? I'm still getting people that don't realize it's happening, and that is driving me nuts. And then the next thing is... Well, that's evolve or yeah, dissolve. You know, right? you got to read up again. on what's happening in your industry. But also, the other thing that's coming is not only are you having all these changes on the manufacturing side that you're going to have to deal with with that product, um, all these refrigerants are now what are called an A2L rated refrigerant. They are flammable mildly mildly very 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 mildly (laughs) but it is a considered a flammable refrigerant and because of that all of the tools vacuum pumps recovery machines all of it all of these tools will not have to be brushless because they cannot have spark right there can be no spark so Guess what? If you do not have an A2L rated vacuum pump, you do not have an A2L rated recovery machine, you're going to have to buy one. It's coming whether you like it or not. Yeah, I mean, There's government government regulations that, yeah. are bearing down on uh, whether it's Department of Energy, any of those, they're bearing down on these manufacturers. And I guess what I'm getting, you know, in a nutshell here, like, give the manufacturers a break right like there's a lot going at them i know sometimes we say well that's not our problem and that's what we're going to kind of get into because it becomes our problem it is our problem right yep and that's what we're going to get into on the show as we progress into each level here but um so going to market 
building a better product. Um, that's something I want to touch. We can definitely touch base on the building a better product. Also, as these things are changing and as we went through the SEER 2 change, there's a lot of equipment now that's got different components in it than, than maybe that brand ever used before. Right. And we were running into that with customers before. You know, they're like, well, why is this brand you know, of compressor in here? Or why is this in here? Like, well, the brand of compressor they used to use, they still use it. But in order for it to work in this model and make the SEER rating the government demands, they don't have a compressor that will do it. Right. So they've had to go to another brand. I know there are multiple manufacturers right now that are stocking two, three, and four different brands of compressors in order for it to actually get their products to function pro- properly. And to get them out. <laughs> and to have them. And to have them. Because right. every almost every single line now is going to have to have an alternate of everything. Yeah, if everybody just said, you know what, we're just using a Copeland scroll, you couldn't. They couldn't keep up. Couldn't right? do it. So that's why there's different, you know, we got Korean manufacturers of compressors coming out. We got LG. LG's been in Goodman for a while. Um, you just randomly go to change the compressor one day and you look down there and you're like, oh, this is a LG. Like, I've seen a five-ton AC ream have an LG in it yep. five years ago, right? Yeah. Um, it happens. That's there comes a point where they had to make a pivot. Yeah, and you got a product, and you got to keep up with that the best you can as as somebody in the field. Um, so, one of the, on the notes here, right? Making a better product. This is something that I harp on big time in training, and that's so it never fails. I pull into a training class, got thirty guys. I'm setting up. They all walk up there. They're looking at the system. Man, you guys need to change this. Man, why is this wire here? Okay, so that was me when I was in the field, right? I'm like, why do they keep putting this right here? Well, who did I tell when I was in the field? Nobody. I bitched at my, you know, we were around the water cooler in the morning going, man, they really need to fix this. What are they doing? That manufacturer may not know that's happening. So, because... They don't stick a product out in the field for 20 years and check it. Yep. And then, you know, they'll put something in the lab. They'll do this and that. But that doesn't go through the same vigorous, you know, that we have you with can, a homeowner. Yeah, you can attempt, you know, to simulate it all you want. And you right. can do all these different things. But you truly can't simulate 100% true real-world didn't change my filter, didn't do this, didn't do this for years, whatever, you just can't. Yeah, so I tell guys, hey, it starts kind of at a distributor level, right? That's what we're getting into on this show is when you, you know, when I was in the field in Atlanta and I was putting in the Rude product, um, there was a wire, and this happened with Linux too, there'd be a wire strapped to a piece of copper, you know, suction line, and it would take about two years and it would rub and then it would arc out and then blow a hole in the suction line. Everybody's seen it on this show. You've heard it. You've seen it with other brands and they go, man, they just got, you know, why they keep doing this? Well, they don't think it's a problem. So then everybody bitches about it. So at a distributor level, as a tech support guy, I would see those come in Yep. and I would say, yeah, on Friday, we have a meeting with the manufacturer every Friday 
and I tell them, hey, on this ser- on this uh, serial number, this date code, this wire seems to be shortened out at about year two. Then they run that up the line, and then six months goes by, and you get a product in the field one day, and now it's got a double zip tie on it, and it's fixed. Yep. That's the only way to make a product yeah. better. And literally. And the other thing is, you also. But you got to tell somebody. You got to tell somebody. But also, you have to know that it's not getting fixed tomorrow. Even well, if, no, even it's if a, it's a that, lot. You know, to go even through. if even yeah. if the plan to fix it is is in place, it's going to take. It takes time to get that from, you know, this level to. Then it's got to go to an engineer. Then the engineer's got to draw it. Then it's got to get approved. And right. then it's got to have a test done. And it's got to do da, 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 da. all them you install all manuals. Things you got to do. Got to change. That's it. Like reprinted. Yep. Think about that. Oh yeah. I mean it's <laughs> recycle. Now, when I tell everybody like I would put any brand in my house as long as I could put it in, right? There's some truth to that. But when I when I'm out there selling, because I'm on the Bosch side currently, when I say what separates a brand from another brand, to me, is how soon they get that wrapped up. Yep. How much do they listen to the little people? Yep. If there's a brand out there that ain't listening to the little people, they can't make a better product. No, they cannot. They can't. So, um, you know, Ream, when I was over on the Ream Rude side... The meetings every Friday with 10 other guys across the country saying, hey, that wire does not need to be strapped there. Running up the ladder, six months to a year goes by and it's fixed. That's a lot. That's quick, right? Some some brands say, you're not going to tell me what's wrong with our product. And they sweep it under the rug. Yep. Right? Um Keystone has made some improvements on the Bosch product because of the size we are, because Bosch is a privately owned company, right? I'm not just tooting our horn about Bosch. I'm saying they are a brand that we can run stuff up the ladder and make a better product. So we're just kind of talking about manufacturing here as a whole, but that's the stuff that has to happen to make a better product. So if you're a contractor, you're out there, you're seeing something going wrong, you got to let somebody know and try not to be a bitch fest, right? Yep. <laughs> it is. I've it been is. there and I'm like, oh, here's another call that I have to fix. I'm not going to make that much money on. And it's literally a manufacturer's problem. Yep. Um, but how's it going to get any better? It's not. And then, you know, you can go from things like that into, um, like you say on here, changing something that hasn't changed. So I remember one of the things that was the hardest first changes I went through with customers was telling them, I'm trying to remember what brand it was. Actually, no, it was when we, when we were still selling Fuji, uh, Fujitsu mini splits. Yeah. Is I remember telling them that they weren't going to make straight ACs anymore. Because mm. Fujitsu cut cut straight ACs out of the mini split line, I think 2014, 15, yeah. something like that. And customers just lost it. Like, I just don't understand. Why would they be doing this? And I said, look, I said, if they just, they never have to change a line over. Think about that. So when we were in Chicago, you know, that, that instructor said, so this is a heat pump mini split y'all brought yeah. us? I'm like, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I thought y'all were bringing a straight AC. I'm like, man, that, those days are gone. Yeah. yeah, they haven't been around for a while. Yeah. Um, 
But I remember telling guys that, you know, straight ACs were gone and they just couldn't understand why. And I said, well, one, you know, the heat pump side of it, you know, there's still situations where a heat pump's in a better position than the straight AC is. But also, without them having to change that line over, they're like, you know, what's it going to do to pricing? Is our pricing going to go up? I'm like, no, it's going to go down. <laughs> I said, because they're eliminating a crap load of labor. They're eliminating, you know, skews out of what they have to stock in order to produce product. They are streamlining the process, which helps in a lot of cases, you know, can help bring costs down. It'll bring it down to a point, but then, you know, unfortunately uh, is what it is. Thank you, inflation. Um, yeah. Print money. Yay. Just keep printing money. Just keep printing. <laughs> keep printing it, giving it away. Um, but there's there's going to end up being, there's increases anyway, no matter what you do. But, you know, there's there's constantly things like that that are going to change, you know, and, and there's a lot of things you're starting to see, especially now with a product such as Bosch and some of these other ones that, you know, when, when I was selling another brand, I was selling a good, better, best, you know, platform with a product. With, I feel like those Bosch, days are about yeah, gone. That's going away. You know, with Bosch, you can, technically you can sell a good, better, best Kind of, because, you know, you're, you know, plus premium, you know, going up the chain or light plus premium, but it's really more of a product where you sell it to fit the situation. Right. Which is the kind of products that are making more and more sense, especially with today's homeowners. Well, so if you say good, better, best, I feel like those days are about they're, gone. They're going away too. So good's going to be what? Two-stage heat pump? Yeah. Better is what? You see what I'm three saying? Three-stage. Like three <laughs> Three stage, four stage. Yeah. Can we just go all the way up? Yeah, I mean inverter is coming in, variable speeds. Um I still have a lot of classes where, you know, if I tell somebody there's an EEV and in the outdoor unit, they just want to cry. But I'm looking forward to those days because they are less components to fail. And let's just be honest. I've said it on the show before. The TXV as a whole is a very, I don't want to say complicated. There's a lot of parts in the TXV that for it to do what it does. And an EEV is nothing, right? It's a needle valve. It's a four-phase DC motor driving it, which is like you guys' you know, Milwaukee drills or your dewalt drills it just doesn't fail that that dc sealed motor doesn't fail so we're headed that way it's not that you know we still have guys that say stuff's not made like it used to be and you're right it's not nope but you gotta adapt to it the new service call is omen out of thermistor it's not swapping a swollen capacitor like yep. that's gonna be you know it's not <clears throat> there yep, yet yep, yep. but it, it will be um hopefully i'm retired by then but <laughs> evolve or dissolve dennis evolve or dissolve i'm in there i'm ready <laughs> all right so we that's that's the that's kind of what you got on the manufacturing side yeah. right they're, they're up against a lot yeah they're up against a lot and then depending on you know how they're structured some manufacturers have been around for ages and ages and they have their own structure of you know sales reps internally that manage you know their product to distribution themselves but then there are other products and there are plenty of products that have been around just as long by the way that have always chosen to do this differently right and they their path to market is through a manufacturer's rep which is what dennis's company does 
So someone like Bosch, who goes to Keystone, and they're saying, hey, we need someone to sell our product in the states you represent. Will you sell our product? And then Bob goes, I will, but you're going to pay me this. Yep. And that's how that negotiation starts. So, you know, I guess the first question, Mr. Manufacturer's Rep, is if I am... I guess if we're doing this from the contractor perspective, so me as Mr. Contractor, why do I need you in this chain of events as a manufacturer's rep? What What is your role to the contractor? Because it's, it's kind of a, a two-sided thing. Yeah, you, You've got one relationship with distribution, me, and then you have one with contractor. So right. I guess let's start with contractor. So, yeah, good point. And you, and you kind of laid it out there. Yep. Ryan's going over. Ryan has found my little mini fridge. Um, we're rolling here. I feel like I need a pew up here. <laughs> Getting it. All right, so manufacturer's rep. That's where I am at now with Keystone. Um, and like he said, it, it's it's if a brand is not, I don't want to say established, but yeah, you know, on the Bosch side, on the heating and air side they're you know seven eight years old but on you know on the tankless and water side they're ancient um so on the heating and air side they needed somebody to get it out in the market and a manufacturer's rep has people in place in that market you know south carolina north carolina for us up to pennsylvania oh there he goes and we have the contacts right we are already working with distributors with other products we we know people we know contractors um they hire somebody like me i've been with other brands i have contractors you know contacts so for you guys for the contractors the way i assist there is i do the training so um keystone brings on the bosch product Bosch says we got to get it out there. Well, you can't just start selling it. Somebody's going to want to know how to, how to put it in, how to troubleshoot it. So I come in, go around, do the trainings. Um, and you're literally getting training from Keystone, right? And we're representing the Bosch product. You're going to get a Bosch pad, a Bosch pin in my trainings, right? You're going to get some Bosch swag. Um, Bosch is like, whatever we need to do to help y'all represent our product out there and then on the distribution level like where riding is riding will come to me and say hey i've got some contractors that are interested in the bosch can you come over here and let's have lunch and let's talk to them right yep. um how does it work what's the benefits how do we sell it to a homeowner um, what are things we need to say like what's the difference between this and a train this and a rude this and a carrier um because currently Bosch doesn't have those guys in place for that product right correct um, we rep Arzell zoning you got Arzell as a manufacturer they've got a great you know tech support line they got a few guys that work for them but who's out there selling their product to the distributor who then sells it to the contractor that's Keystone um certain markets nobody's heard of it certain markets it's everywhere so that's where that that's kind of how that comes in yep and then 
we also, you know, talk about, I would say, availability of different... I'll do it to you. There you go. There it is. Different career paths. And that's one thing, you know, we talked about with the students last week is there's a lot of guys that they get in the field or they get in a truck and they're going, well, you know, this is this is my only option. If you go out there and you Instagram, learn it. No. <laughs> Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> full-time. Full-time gig. Instagram, <laughs> YouTube. Yep. Oh. No, guys. Don't bank on that. Well, I'd be homeless. <laughs> yeah. Don't be banking on that. Um, it's and unfortunately sorry derailment <laughs> no it's true derailment and you know unfortunately team talking about the whole instagram thing unfortunately there are a lot of people on instagram that get tricked i believe um into giving a lot away for a whole lot of nothing um value your time guys seriously um we all need to right we all need to um but, you know, you go out there and you learn how to be an installer, learn how to do service. You know, that opens up additional areas, you know, in your career. Yeah. Could it open things up at the manufacturer's level? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Could it open things up at the manufacturing rep side? Absolutely. In most cases, it's probably going to open stuff up at distribution or manufacturer's reps first. But those are all different career paths because you know what? Just like you as a contractor, you've got to have, you know, got to have people in the office, got to have people in the warehouse, got to have people in trucks. Well, guess what? Manufacturers reps have to have all that too because there's got to be a guy in inside sales that's helping create purchase orders and help manage the stuff that the outside guys are bringing in. They've got to have people to help coordinate events such as things for trainers like Mr. Dennis over here. Um, so there's all different levels of jobs there too. So... Trying to think what's the next thing to go through with, with manufacturers reps, I guess. Well, just I know, think, well, I, uh, you know, the best way to put it a lot of times is is when you go to a, a Johnstone event or a Ferguson event or a Baker or Insight counter days and all those tables in there have those tablecloths on them that say Keystone Sales, they say McAllister Group, they say Rhodes and Stafford. Rhodes and Stafford. Yep. And you look on the table and there's Darty Sales, CPS, there's yep. ADP Coils, there's Bosch Products, right? Um, like, like, like legit, that's a ton of jobs in there. Oh, yeah, there's a boatload. Can't stress that enough. I do miss the field a little bit, but at the end of the day, right? your body physical um i wish i was i do miss in, miss install i don't miss service <laughs> no no i miss install i do miss install a lot service, which is when we have sometimes glad i didn't do a ton of it right when we have installers on this show i'm like dang i wish i was could take some pictures and post them because we just didn't have that but yep um actually it was there i just didn't know it was there but yeah i do miss that but that yeah th- the manufacturer's rep is a is big business, man. Big business. And it's uh the one thing that to note though that when we're covering I feel like we're just gonna cover heartburns on all these things because <laughs> it is what it is. It's so yeah. many misconceptions, man. It is. Um on the manufacturer's rep side, right? Let's just use Keystone, just an example, right? 
we have a product we'll go to ahr this year let's say we're walking around and you like the tool what's the accent <laughs> right yeah <laughs> We go up to a booth and I they got a like great this tool. You like this tool? Um, yeah, we're gonna use that tool. Let's do it. We're gonna sell it in the Carolinas. We sign a contract. We start slinging this tool, and let's just say three, four months goes by and ain't nobody buying this tool. Yep. Right. You lose that. You lose them. Yeah, it's gone. They say, you know what, guys, you stink. <laughs> we're gonna find somebody else to sell yep. our product for us. And it's just like that. It could be thirty days. Yeah, and and you don't sign a ten year contract. No, <laughs> it's like it could be thirty days. So you want to talk about uh, hustling? Oh yeah, everybody's selling something. I don't care yep. where you're at in this industry. You're selling something. Yep. Whether everybody's it's to a, a homeowner, right? Yeah, everybody's a salesperson. When I do classes, I'm like, who in here uh, is in sales? I usually get like one or two hands and I'm like, you're all in sales. Yep. I don't care how you twist it. That's true. Um, and you were talking about price increases, which if you don't think price increases are coming with this new change, yeah, it's going to be hefty. And guess who gets that? The consumer. And that's, and there, the consumer has to pay that now. And there is, there is a massive key term to there. The consumer's paying it. Yes, the contractor's paying it. Yes. At face Every value. Contractor. At face value, you are paying a higher price. But depending on what your margin is, the higher price you pay, the bigger your margin chunk is for yes, the same margin. You dollar. just got to raise. So an increase, you literally have to look at that as, well, I just got a 6% raise this year, fellas. Let's go. That's you have to look at it that way. Most people don't want to, but you have to. Yeah, when bread you have to be a little bit selfish about it. You have to. It sounds corny, but when bread goes up, Ingles don't just go, "Dang it, we just keep losing money on this." Yeah, because they they they're not going to keep selling it to me at the same price. No, they're going to raise the price, and guess what? It just keeps going. And I'm going to say, "Damn, bread's high." Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to buy it because I need it. Yep. And milk, and just because I'm in the side, and just be glad that the Snow's increases, <laughs> the increases we're seeing are not in the hundreds of percents like those ones continue to be. Yeah, right. No, you get six percent in the HVAC industry, and everybody just. No, I got a feeling the stuff out. that's coming is probably in the eight to tens. Oh yeah, so the price increases that are coming from a manufacturer to get ready for. Well, first of all, like I said. Not all brands are ready for the new refrigerant. Uh, next time you go to your, let's, next time you go to a 14 sear single stage product, look down in it. If it's a heat pump, look at the reversing valve. See where the three pipes are. They're going to be facing the top and the discharge lines on the bottom. That has got to change. Um, Ream went ahead and changed theirs on their base products because it adds another half a sear, yep. believe it or not. Mini splits in the 70s were designed that way. The Bosch product, because it's, it's an inverter, it's already like that. Seven millimeter tubing, it's already like that. And I'm not just saying Bosch, I'm saying the base products of all brands are have got to change. Yep. And they got to retool their lines and their factory 
and that's not going to be they're not going to it's not going to cost less <laughs> no it's going to cost more because they've got all the money involved right. with doing the turnover they've got all the money they're losing because they can't produce on it while they're turning it over and then I think you're going to have to see, we're going to see a rolling change in the new refrigerant. My guess is starting in the middle of the summer. And that's the worst time to do it, but I got a feeling that's where you're going to start seeing it. Because right, that's just what's Now, as a contractor, you're going to go to the branch one day. If you don't evolve or dissolve, it's if, gonna if you're in you. dissolve mode, you're going to go to the branch one day. And you're going to be like, give me this product. I want the I'm getting a base product again. This is a rental home. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna go to hook your gauges to it. And you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, this doesn't have 410A in it." Yep. It's literally just gonna be like that. Yeah. Now, most digital gauges already have oh yeah R32 and yeah. 454 in them. They've had them for a while. But if you're old, you know what I mean, though, right? It's just gonna happen. With a set of analogs, you're in trouble. Yeah, you got 410A, and there's about a 4 PSI difference between 410 and all these other ones. Now, I've got millions of questions, right? I mean, that's just what it is. Like, my brother's in, uh, you know, he's in the car manufacturing industry. Yep. And he said 1234YF, which is what's in our cars, and riding his new little sharp ride out there. Um, he said it's like liquid gold on the on the automotive side how's that work with a heat pump with seven pounds in it yeah like this is going to be a big change Yeah, it's going to be different he said it's expensive i mean but he's dealing with six and eight ounces right um well and that saying that um talking about other things are going to change with that these sensors and everything that are going to be in these systems for potential leaks there's going to be some systems that may not have them in them, but depending on how much refrigerant you have to put in them. What, 64? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. The, but i got to look it up. 64 But if you ounces, put over maybe. a certain amount of ounces in it and your unit does not have said sensor, you have to add one. If you don't add one, you know, obviously you're going to fail inspection, but I don't know what the... Yeah, now there's obviously going to be... I don't know how be, that's going to crack down is going to happen, but it's going to have to. There's obviously going to be the Wild West states that don't abide by half of this <laughs> as far as on a contractor level right when i was in georgia we didn't do a whole lot of permitting on a change out um we kind of treated it like we were changing an appliance which it is uh the counties and stuff just didn't get a lot of revenue you moved to north carolina uh you're you're doing a you're, you're calling in an inspection to, to do an outdoor unit you're calling in an inspector just for the hooked up somebody to hook up the whip you know so um, different states different counties local level it's all going to be crazy but all right let's get into distribution distribution so we've made our way down yeah we're Run, getting closer to the contract down the chain here <laughs> so distribution level opening one up i think we might we got random notes push, here. yeah we got random notes here so so I guess let's just talk about what's a dis- what is a distributor. So there's a whole lot of different levels, but at the the end of it, the distributor distributor is someone that has relationships with the manufacturer that brings in a product and then sells it at a wholesale price to a licensed professional in that trade. That's our I think that's probably the best loosest term of distribution you could really have. Yeah, and I think we 
Everybody it's funny you say that, like licensed contractor. That's a that's big. Yeah. Don't sell to everybody. No. Because that will muddy up the whole. Muddies up the whole thing. And I think that's where King of Trades comes from, right? To me. Yeah. You can't walk into Lowe's and buy a contactor. Nope, you can't. You can't. Somebody is holding that back. Yep. If they, if you could, the whole industry would be different, man. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, they can go. You can't find go in there and get a compressor now. Huh? They can go find it online somewhere now. Well, I but, understand but that. At least, but, but at yeah. least, you know, we're still to you know protected to a point. Luckily, yeah, you can get some good ones online too. <laughs> <laughs> Hush your mouth, sir. <laughs> Hush your mouth. Well, no. Then uh, we got you got. Well, I will tell you, and we don't have it on the notes here, but online distribution. You want to talk about the wild, wild west? That's that's Yeesh. that's that's becoming. Uh, it's dicey. I mean, I know it's big, big. It's becoming huge it's big business. business. It's dicey. It is dicey. I don't even, you know. And me, I, I don't see how you, as a contractor, in a lot of cases, could go through an online only distributor because. No. How on earth do you deal with with warranty issues and anything? I mean, like what that? I hear, I mean, no, it's there's no way. What I hear on online distribution is, hey, I you know I bought uh, I bought gauges from there the other day. I bought some motors that I couldn't find here, here, here. Yeah, you know, you know um, this place out in Arkansas had some. Here's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's what you got to understand, and. You got Mr. Cool, you got Pioneer, you got all these brands I've seen on Amazon or something like that that carry a product. So Pioneer is a good example because I've experienced that in the field. Some brands have, it comes from manufacturing straight to the consumer. Yep. When you cut out distribution, what do you cut out? Well... You cut riding out. Yep. Now, what does riding offer? Well, he offers advice. He offers um, pricing. He offers a ton of stuff. When you cut out the distribution altogether, there's no warranty. There's no parts. Now, there may be a warranty attached, but let me know how that works on sending. Actually, there is no warranty. There, there wouldn't be one because, because there no is no parts. Support it. There's well, there's no, no one parts to support it, and there's no parts to support it. There's no middle guy. Yep. Right. HVAC cutting out the middleman is not a thing. No. I mean, you just can't. No. And and whenever you try to, it will bite you in the ass. You can't because there's no parts. You know that Pioneer product. Um, I'm not sure too much about Mr. Cool, but I'm just. I'm just telling you what I see on my ads that pop up, right? Um, you can't call a guy and say, hey, man, I'm on my second board. Can I get a new outdoor unit? There is no guy. No. no. There is no tech guy sitting in a desk like I was saying, you know what? If you move this wire to here because this is a service bulletin. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think of that. No. and, and There is none of that. And Blue On Tech Support can't help you with that either. Oh. <laughs> They're not getting you a free new unit. It's not happening. It's a good show, though. You should go check that out. It's a good show. Episode 73, I think. <laughs> 73, 72, uh, somewhere in there. The Blue On President, that was a good show. He got deep on the, uh, he got deep in the sauce there. He did. He did. Um, But no, it's, you lose 
a massive layer of support protection when you cut distribution out. Um, and you know, there's more things that are there that you guys need. We keep the stuff you guys need so you don't have to have it all in your truck. You know, someone's got to have the ability to, to stock that stuff, especially when you're starting it out. You know, you don't have, you know, $100,000 to just throw of random inventory in the back of a warehouse somewhere that, you know, you guys already have in place. If you're starting with one guy in a truck to start to build a business, you've got to have a partnership with somebody that has the, you know, the best, you know, has your best interest in mind when they're trying to support you. Unfortunately, not every... Not every sales rep's that way. Not every distributor's that way. You've got to find the one that is there for you. Well, because if you're a contractor, you're calling your sales guy for support. His pay is dependent on that. That's right. right. Livelihood. That's right. Um, you do well, I do well. Yeah. That's why I mean, that's... Truly. I can't go out and kill it without a contractor. If I don't have contractors that trust me and I don't build a good you know relationship with those guys... Um, the dogs are going to be hungry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so on the uh, counter guys, like this is a little bit floating around. I don't know certain parts of the country, but um, the can, you know, when we talk about these jobs, like if you want to get out of the field, used to you get out of the field, you go to distribution and be on the counter. And maybe you, agree or disagree i feel like we've lost that guy i think in some ways we have we haven't i haven't seen the counter guys, guys didn't come don't come in the field now no there's some out there there's a few but but not very like many. what happened there we little i don't know the generation there's, just changed i think i'll be honest i think a good counter guy is about as hard to find as a good service tech or installer these days i mean you want you know you want to build them you know if you can but but i'm seeing distribution hire people that haven't been in the field at all yep scan this in scan that what do you need we here's the computer look it up right i'm waiting for the days of distribution to spin the spin the computer around and say is this what you need well i don't like that i've seen that i mean i've seen that even now you know that's the auto zone right that it is and there's (laughs) but it's true i mean i don't want to say napa napa is a little better say no how But but no, that's that's the truth. You know, I've seen I've seen a lot of instances where people just be like, you know, I'm trying to make sure this is it. You know, I've only been doing this for a year. Can you know, is this what you're talking about? Um, is this the piston you need? Yeah. <laughs> I, and and a lot of times it's like your turn. They may be asking a guy that he doesn't know himself. So how's that? How's yeah, they that send out? a guy over there. So I've been a, I've been behind the counter, where I'm in my office taking tech calls and it gets busy. I jump up on the counter. And then a large company sends a delivery guy over. Yep. Who's 19 in yep. college. Yep. And I say, is this the TXV you need? And he's like, a what? I don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. I'm does like, it, does it match this PO? Is this, <laughs> he's got, you know, he's got his printed purchase order. Is this part number on there? I'm like, yep. It's a 647-5. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah, like, out I don't the door know, he goes. He's on Fingers TikTok. Crossed. I'm trying to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like yep that looks good man throw in the truck yep that's it um no we don't we really don't see that out so yeah you know we've got some young guys are working in a warehouse that i'm hoping you know we might be able to start training some of them to be counter guys but the headache of that is you know how do you and i guess this is a problem for me to sort out you know 
I think there's gonna we're gonna have to build a training program you know to truly actually train a counter guy just like you guys have programs to train a tech you know to onboard we're gonna have to build some you know train the counter guy stuff to at least give guys a basic understanding of refrigeration cycle of electronics of ohm's law different little things that we've got to understand to at least be able to have a slightly higher level conversation with a customer which you know if you can do that that you know that gives you the middleman to get them to to dennis or to somebody else um because you know unfortunately you know there's times where i wish the sales guy got all the calls but the branch gets a lot of the phone calls too and there's got to be people there that have to figure out how to direct and steer things the same way just as i do um but it's it's getting harder and harder to find you know that that middle tier of of employee just like you guys are having it well i was gonna say so yeah we've we've you've been drinking from a fire hose on this show there's a lot coming at you but just keep in mind that all this stuff has to happen for you to get your two-ton heat pump and go put it in right yep a lot and i didn't know it till i got on that side same with riding um but one thing i want to say right like i was the local tech guy at a distributor that i took i don't care how many calls you take in a day in a van the most i've ever ran is 10 i used to take 20 plus calls a day as a distributor tech support guy i just wasn't driving to the call yep but i went to sleep thinking about a txv thinking about a reversing valve because that's all day every day call after call after call he doesn't know i didn't know your level i didn't know if you could use your tools i didn't know if you knew what static pressure was that's what these guys are up or up against right and when i was in the field i said god that, what an asshole that guy is you know he's asking me all these questions i mean i don't know the answer to half of this he has to he has mm-hmm. to build a picture and he may be an asshole right <laughs> but give all these guys at these levels that are out of the field give them a break right there's a lot going on here um and a lot of stuff has to happen for you to get what you get and you know like i said you can always reach out to me or riding for anything on this side of the industry and we all together have to make better products yep we have to make you know better distribution centers tech guys counter guys um your outside sales guy right cut him some slack you know make him take you to top golf <laughs> dennis just wants me to play more golf right i That's told right you got to utilize me let's go play some yeah, golf let's go play some golf um so yeah we're gonna wrap it up here i do have a crawl space confession oh yeah riding doesn't know what's coming I give him a little teaser, but he doesn't know. Trash panda down, man. It's a sad day. Man, talking about that, <laughs> I know I said that this morning. So this morning I passed three poor trash pandas that had been trashed. Well, they're curious. And then, uh, that's the truth. And then when I was headed to... They need some the, DOT vests, too. <laughs> well, so, so speaking of DOT, uh, Wednesday last week after we got back at, what, like 2 a.m.? Yeah. Um... I had to drive uh, out to Bisco, and on the way, I got stuck behind a North Carolina DOT roadkill truck. 
and I was like six cars deep behind the guy. So none of us could get around him. Oh, yeah. So well, it's almost we, rut season. So man. so we sat behind this, this DOT guy through two raccoons and a possum for like 15 <laughs> minutes before he finally pulled off and let all of us pass him. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, here's my crawl space confession. Episode 112. I don't know why we have to intro it like that. I'll play some You have to have some interesting music. I know, we need it. Halloween time, too. It's Halloween time. I mean, there's my soundbite guy right there. <laughs> that was spot on. All right, so Friday night, we are out here in Valdez. I am in the woods, you know, at this house I'm currently at. We kept hearing this dog bark just in the background. Like We turned all the TVs off. Why do we keep hearing that? And it, I knew that sound, right? This was a, this was a hunting dog. I could tell. I'm a hound dog. It was a hound dog. Then I heard two, and they were just relentless. And this was right in the backyard. And I'm like, Tracy's like, what is that? And it's just like, over and over and over. And it's two of them just going to town. So I go out on the back porch, and they're like, so there's a creek down at the bottom of the woods uh, from my back porch. And I'm backed up to thousand acres it's not my property but it backs up right so i'm like that's that there's two dogs that have some type of animal corralled yep there's nothing i don't see a thing i just hear them kylie's out there like what is going on i'm like should we go check it out she's like heck no she's like yeah let me get my bb she's like it's probably a bear (laughs) no bear so then i see the flashlights coming from three different directions it looks, like a, it looks like a manhunt. Oh, God. I see flashlights. Okay, so I'm like, all right, so these guys are hunting. They're they're within 50 yards of my back deck. Okay, yeah. so I'm like, all right, we get, oh, we're easy, easy. <laughs> yeah. So this one light just gets closer, closer, closer. He comes on up into the backyard, and he's standing below my back porch. Well, by then, I done told Kylie to go get my pistol. She knows where my pistol is. I said, this guy's coming on up. I don't know what this is. I don't know yeah. if this is a manhunt. Yep. I'm, You know, I have no idea. So, Kylie brings the old 9mm out on the back porch, and I got all the lights off on yep. purpose, right? So, this guy comes up. He's got a pistol pointed at him. He don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't shine the light at me, but he comes up, and he says, Hey, man, how's it going? We're just uh, doing a little coon hunting out here. And I'm like, <laughs> God, seriously? <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, I know, uh, you know, so-and-so lives right here and right here. And I'm like, no, no, I don't know him. No, I, I don't know. He's like, yeah, yeah, we got got one over here. We're just going to knock him out and we'll be out of your way, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. And I'm like, uh, pr- appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. And in the meantime, I'm just, you know. The dude's got a pistol pointed at him. Like, I don't know what this guy's doing. Yeah, no joke. And Kylie just froze. Because when <laughs> this guy came up out of the woods, up to my deck, I'm like, what's about to happen? We just moved from Fort Mill, like Charlotte. I'm like, yeah. dude. Yeah. So he goes back down in the woods, and I got video of just... Aww. No. <laughs> they shoot like 12 times at this guy. <laughs> God. Somebody couldn't hit nothing. 
Huh. The dogs are going, the Poor guns Tracy, are going man. off, and Tracy's like, what are they doing? I'm like, they're coon hunting. <laughs> they are literally, it's the season, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's the season. It's the season, and uh, and then it was funny, though, when they would shoot, the dogs would stop. Like, did you get him? And then they would start barking like, again. You didn't get him. <laughs> oh, my god! You suck. There's my cross space. Yeah. Let that happen in your backyard. So welcome to, uh, yeah, welcome to Burke County. <laughs> so fantasy football, don't want to talk about it. Actually, I was going to see. We came in uh, guns uh, a-blazing. Are you going to bring yours up here? I was going to see. I'm a solid, uh, I'm on a... Uh, I'm getting. I'm getting ready to get my butt handed to me again. I was on a solid winning streak of one out of the last hey, why, six. What's your record? Two and five. It's about to be two and six. Are you two and five? Oh yeah. I'm me getting, too. I'm getting. You know why? Because uh. we're good manufacturers, reps, and distribution guys. That's why we suck at fantasy football. You know who crushed it on my team? Everybody on the bench this past <laughs> week. No, honestly, I can't. I can't keep up, man. I can't. God, I did not realize that the Chiefs crapped the bed this weekend. I haven't looked. I mean, at has got. I haven't looked at any scores. The one week I don't. Ryan's got Swifty's boyfriend and mom. No, I, don't. I do not have Swifty's boyfriend. You don't? I, I don't. I do not have Travis Swift. Nope. I thought you had. Oh, you, no. you just got Mahomes. No. I got Mahomes who uh, put up a good old five point six while Ooh, that's while uh, Jalen Hurts on my bench uh, put up twenty seven because you know I thought that uh, Kansas City was gonna handle the Denver Broncos, but apparently not. Oh my bench! I got a thirty four, a seventeen, an eighteen, all that on my bench. I got an eighteen. Well, I'm done. I'm just geez. I'm letting it ride out. I, I'm just gonna make sure I don't have anybody that's not playing. Well, and see, <laughs> I made the mistake of of trusting uh, someone not starting because they were questionable. So I put him on the, I rotated him out, and then naturally he plays and puts up 12 points. And the guy that was in his place put up one. <laughs> uh, so, old Tom Tom De La Sala, the brother of. The president of Keystone was 0-7 till he played me, and he just beat me. Jeez. Tom just beat me by, like, two points. Um, all right. You want to take us out? We got, dude, AHR is coming in hot. Yeah, AHR is coming in hot. We're, uh, what, just, hell, just under three months away now. Three months so. is, is short for AHR talk. Yeah, it's very short for AHR talk. So... Go check out ahrexpo.com. Get yourself registered, then get the app downloaded to your phone. Start planning your show. If you've got a certain vendor you want to see, such as Bosch or someone like that, you can go search search them on the showroom floor. You can tag them and add them to your show list. That way you'll know where they are. Also, please make sure to check out HVAC R&D in the podcast pavilion. We're in Pavilion 2. Monday and Tuesday from 1 to 3, so come check us out. Uh, we are working on finalizing those guests right now. We also have a couple more guests to get on the show. I know we've said that a few times. We've been we've been keeping the roads and the air hot here lately. Um, but as we kind of get into these holidays, I think some of that travel is going to slow down a little bit, so we should be able to knock out a few more guests before we get into the new year. 
And as always, please make sure to follow us on social media again on Instagram and TikTok as HVAC.R&D and then on LinkedIn, TradeHounds, and Facebook as the HVAC R&D Podcast. Go check out HVACRD.com. And if you need anything else, please always reach out to us. We'll do our best to answer any questions or help out in any way we can. So just reach out and talk to us. If you want to work with us, reach out to us through the webpage. For anything else, hit us up. So thanks, everybody. Hope you all have a great week. Appreciate it, guys. Also, a little shout-out to Texas, currently number one on the download list. Ooh. Then North Carolina. Carolina. Come on, raise up. The Carolinians. Yep, we got to... Uh, we're trying to build locally, too, right? But, yeah, appreciate everybody else, else out there downloading. California, always solid. Yep. And for we've, sure. We've got we've got some great some great uh, support out there in California. PE, Top Gun, some of these different guys. Thank you so much. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.